Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. All right, guys, I'm here today with Allison of Cashier Studios. Hello, Allison. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So I met you because Rebecca Plum, Mm -hmm. you know Rebecca Plum. How do you know Rebecca Plum? The universe gave me her. Um, I like that. (laughs) My best friend was getting married, and I was put at um, a table with a bunch of randos and Rebecca was one of them oh my god so you like know her know her yeah so we sat down and we just were instantly had a connection and just talked to each other all night long and that was it and then we just kind of stayed friends and we just did k-biz together I think in February so oh my god how long ago was this (gasps) I mean I was pregnant when I met her and my son is three so wow yeah yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I met her through Instagram. I mean, everybody through Instagram. So that's, thank you, Instagram, for connecting everybody. It's awesome. I, I quite love it. Um, okay. So you reached out to me. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I'm really bad at remembering. I have like a bunch of podcasts that I schedule. And then sometimes I forget like where it all starts. But um, we were going to talk a little bit about, because tell us about your business. So tell us, I'm tell us everything. Yeah. Tell us where you're at. I think you're yeah. taking a little bit of a change right now in your Don't business. Worry. Am I wrong? No, I am. So I am a design build firm. So I am a general contractor and then I also do interior design. Um, I used to be an owner's rep, which I still do a little bit here and there. So I used to be what? An owner's rep. So I would represent owners for large commercial projects Oh, between the owner and the general contractor and just kind of kept everyone in line. And then from there, organically is kind of how my business started. I had my license in California um, and didn't really execute too much with it. And then just, I just saw a need and there was no designers and contractors that were kind of being friends and being nice to one another. So I kind of fused the two together. So voila, design build. I love it. And, um, okay. So you're the, you're the general contractor, you, me. Yes. Do do you like get in there and do the work too? So that was my husband. So he is the worker bee who will actually get in there and demo and do lay down the floors and the drywall and the framing, um, plumbing, electrical. But now if I'm doing other people's work, now I've gotten to the point where I just have subcontractors and I have like a whole team, uh, underneath me. And how many projects do you juggle at any given time? It varies. A lot of them are our own. So it'll be two to three. And then if you throw in the commercial stuff, it'll be like three to five. Wow. What's your stress levels like? It's high, but this is all I've done my whole entire career. So I don't know what it's like to not be crazy. Yeah. And sorry, how long have you been doing this? A little over 10 years. Wow. Oh my God. Good for you. So, and now what, like, I feel like now you're going to be trying to go down more the path of also being a designer. Yes. So that is new. That kind of organically happened about a year ago. Um, I was doing a project and the designer wasn't working out with the owner. 
So they kind of just turned to me and said, well, you do your own houses. I renovate houses for a long time now. And they said, you can do it. Do you want to just do it? And I said, yes. And then went home and had a panic attack. And then <laughs> just <made a> sense. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, good for you. So you're going to, are you going to, are you planning on being a designer slash still being the general contractor? Yeah. So I kind of structured myself to do design builds. So I'm trying to be, well, I'm not trying to be, I am a turnkey. So yep. you me and I literally will demo your space and then finish it out and we'll even furnish it if you want. Amazing. One stop shop. I love it. Okay. So I am working with a design build company. I'm okay. I'm curious. Number one, your company, would you, maybe this doesn't work this way, but like right now I'm working with a design build company and I'm like feeding into their designs. Do you ever, or would you ever work with like, do you ever do that now where the client, like you're doing it and like in theory, you could be doing the design, but the client actually hired a designer that they like, you do that. Right. Right. So that is when I like, I partner is how I kind of, okay. Like I partner with your design team. Um, so like I'm kind of, I pick and choose what you want, like custom, we call it like custom services, the pick and choose what you want. Um, yeah. So oh, need, yeah. It's like, you don't need me to design it and you just want me to come in there and demo it and install what your designers picked out. That's fine. I don't have to have an opinion on the designs. Um, well, is so, that hard for you? Yes. Um, yeah. yes, no, it is hard, but I also have been doing this so long without the design aspect. Yeah. Turn it off and we'll just do exactly what the plans are and we'll just execute it. And I won't have an opinion and it's not my house and I can just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about this, which is, I think, what we were going to talk about anyways. Um, like, okay, so you're the build company, design right. build company, and your client has a designer mm-hmm. that they're working with right. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, what, like, what do you suggest is the best place? Like, how, what's the best way to start that relationship? Because, like, for me... This is what I struggle with. Sometimes I like, we don't always have like similar aesthetics. Right. And that's where I find it can be difficult. And, um, and it's hard because I'm like, in theory, the client has decided they want me to drive the aesthetics. I feel like is what that means to some degree. Right. right? Um, but it can be hard to navigate that in a way that's obviously like professional and not offensive. So I'm curious, like, what are your biggest tips for making that relationship work in a way that's respectful? For the designer and the contractor or the designer? Yeah. Where, whereas like in theory you could be do- like you yeah. could have been doing the design, but the clients hired this designer for whatever right. reasons. I don't know what the Whenever, like are. I come into the team and like the design has been made, the biggest thing that like me as a contractor am hopeful that I'm walking into is a designer who has a complete plan of action. Like they've laid the work, like they're so important to build a relationship with the client and they've already got the plans, hopefully, and everything is down. So my biggest takeaway is for designers to really kind of have everything honed in and know a rough idea of what things are going to cost. Obviously you're not going to know everything until the contractor gets in there, but you're going to at least have a rough idea of materials like countertops or floor and kind of have a ballpark. Cause my biggest pet peeve or what I mostly run into is I'll come with a designer and the homeowner has been sold this great, beautiful idea. And then I get there and I kind of have to like burst a lot of bubbles and say, yeah, yeah. I can do this for three times more, or this is 
such a great design. I love it. Yes, let's do it. But then I have to actually execute it. And the lovely designer doesn't know that there needs to be backing in that wall or that plumbing needs fixture needs to be rerouted. And there's more to it than just, here's this beautiful thing. Um, so my biggest thing is just have a designer who's knowledgeable on what actually happens once the pretty piece of paper starts to go into action and a rough idea of how much things cost because you guys are kind of like the face of the project. And with, if I come to the designer and say, Hey, I've hit a snag and demo or something, the designer is the one that can kind of take a step back and tweak everything um, to still make it aesthetically pleasing and not break the bank. Cause contractors don't, I mean, I'm unique and I like to think about design, but most contractors are very literal and will just do the easiest solution and not keep in mind. The yeah, the way it's going to look. Exactly. Yeah. So my, my biggest thing is with partnering is just having a designer who can kind of get creative and open communication and not oversell to a client and then not understand what it takes. And like, but I wanted this grand cabinet. And you're like, yeah, but you can't because there's no X, Y, and Z and it's a whole thing. Right. Um, so the way, like, I kind of brought into this, I got brought into this project that I'm working on after it already, like, plans had already been made. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for me, it's a lot of, like, feeding into, like, the existing plans. Like, they already had the kitchen planned out for the most part, but I just tweaked what was there kind of thing. Do you ever work with designers that way, where you're the one who comes up with the plan, but the designer just feeds into it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I guess, like... I, sometimes I find like the lines are a bit blurred and I'm like, you know, who to so, step, where to step and who does, it's like a big dance and you kind of got to figure out your, your place, which I yeah. think is why the designer has to be kind of strong and say, this is what I want it to look. Yeah. Um, but you also have to be knowledgeable on what you are designing and asking to be done and limitations of the budget and yeah. conditions. Yeah, for sure. And so um, it's funny that you say that because like I, I came into this project and I was very honest with the client. Like I've never done renovations before, but like I, you know, I'm, I would love this project. Anyways, I sold myself into it. Um, so they know what my limitations are. And for me, I'm like, I'm here to drive the aesthetic. So, um, you know, I don't necessarily like that siding that you picked. I think that this is a better palette or, you know, Oh, what if we did this with the kitchen? Like, is this possible? And then I like run it by them to see, mm -hmm. Um, but then there's times too, where it's like, they have a kitchen designer that I'm like working with and feeding into right. and she might be like, Oh, I did this little feature with the wood. And I'm like, I don't necessarily I like love it. that. And then she's like, but I really do. And then it's like, uh, okay. A you or me situation. And right. I normally just say, well, like, let's just present, uh, we'll let the clients make the decision. And I just feel right. mostly confident that I feel like they're going to go with Lil and I. And then, but if they don't, you know, it's their home, right? But, I, um, yeah. There's so many cooks in the kitchen for this and there's so many toes to step on and you kind of have to figure it out, which is why, I mean, it's kind of why I just selfishly did the design build firm so I have less people I have to deal with. Oh um, my God. That's funny. I th it's like a very intense decision. Like I feel like it, when I think about a design build firm, yeah, I feel anxiety. It sounds. It's the I see all me, and I'm like, okay, I I can control most of the decisions, and there's one person that flows through me, and I'm the conduit. The other way gives me anxiety because I've worked the other way, and you're just like, 
Yeah, especially if you're working with different people all the time, that can be very stressful. Like when you, like, can you remember back to when you first started your business and what that looked like and what were some of the first things that you did? Because I'd be curious to hear, like, what were you doing before this? So I have always, I worked for other general contractors. So I come from retail. I used to work for Ralph Lauren in their in-house design and construction as an assistant. And then I went to the general contractor side. Um, So I've just been general contracting for 10 years just for other people. Um, building retail stores and multifamily and residential and kind of everything. Right. And so when, like, how long were you doing that before you started your own business? That is where the 10, almost 11 years. So, oh, wow. 12 in general, but I was doing 10 years of working for like high-end luxury general contractor firms. So I was a... How old are you? How old am I? I'm 32. I'm- what did you start when you were 12? I don't even that doesn't even make sense to me. I know, I know. So I'm gonna say, okay, because like I'm doing the math, I'm like, this I don't feel like that's like her age. She looks yeah, so I am very, very fortunate and was promoted really young to a PM role and just kind of stayed there and kept growing within it. So did you any of the PM stuff that you do, like did you go to school for any of that or you've like you're that's amazing. And also, like, I think that doing PM for construction is some, I could be wrong. I don't know. But I feel like it's some of the most intense PM work that could be done. So, yeah. So I only know how to do it, honestly, because when I was an assistant in New York for Ralph. um, For Ralph himself. No, for the minute. I know, I'm joking. (laughs) Ralph's assistant, you know. Right. So I would work really late and they would teach me how to read plans and what change orders were and the whole process. And I just was a sponge. Um, and then I just kind of fell into it and was accidentally really good at it and kept winning awards. And oh, damn it. I know it's rough. It's hard to be this good, right? So hard to be talented. Um, <laughs> no, I love it though. That's awesome. And I feel too, like you're very, like in your stories and stuff, you're really approachable and funny. And I think that must be doing really well for you as well yes thank you I mean thank you um yes I've been very fortunate I just kind of I mean I've worked really hard but yes it's always been I have somebody you need to meet and that's just kind of how I've networked my way through this career and what kind of like what kind of um you okay so tell everybody where you're I think we before we started the podcast where where you live so I am located in Tucson Arizona and and what scale of projects are you building? Like, what's the price point of the houses you're building? So I also work in Southern California. So I have a couple of houses in Los Angeles I'm remodeling right now that are- Did you say Palace? Los Angeles. Okay. I thought you said I'm- Okay. I'm going to tell you what I heard you say. <laughs> and then you can tell me what you actually said. I'm working on a couple palaces. Yes. Uh-huh. Is that what you said? No. Oh, okay. Um, did you actually sound like she's working on palaces? No. What did you actually say? I, uh, I it's the recovering flu stuffy nose uh, house. <laughs> okay, I heard I legit heard palaces, and I was like, oh dang, girl. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, the royals called. And- yeah, exactly. Um, no. So I know, like, those are probably fairly like how many square feet are we talking? So they're about three thousand, um, right. give or take, and then we're doing a couple additions and a new build out there. That's amazing. And how big is your team? Honestly, it's just myself right now. And then I have my husband. Um, and then I have like my subcontractors who technically aren't mine, but yeah. they're like my go-to guys. So I have every trade you need and they call, uh, but like for sure, cashier employees, it's just my husband and myself right now. 
Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. How do you juggle everything? Um, you just I just have weekly meltdowns and scream fest and you know, <laughs> I wine. feel like we're kindred spirits because wine yeah. and yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of wine. So okay, you guys are like normally you said you're doing okay, geography question. You said in Southern California, like how far apart are those two places? So I had to Google Toronto, I'm not gonna lie, because okay, I don't great. <laughs> so you have California, yeah. and you have Arizona, eight hours. Okay. How do okay, can let's talk about that. Because I hear about people well, slash, and I'm doing a project that's two hours away, and I find that hard to juggle. So uh-huh. not juggle's not the right word, but to manage like when you say you're doing projects, right, for people eight hours away, can we talk about, like, what the logistics, logistics? of that is? Yeah. So that's where we are from, is Los Angeles. So I have a lot of contacts out there that make it a lot easier on me. So um, I partnered with my father-in-law out there, who also is a general contractor with me. So he is kind of the home base and the hub. And then I will schedule site visits and I go out there periodically, like before I'll go see the project, we'll bid it. I'll stop by after demo and then I'll just kind of stop by every couple of weekends and I'll just make a weekend of it and then we'll come back. So it sounds worse than it is. And then I have everything shipped to the site or to the warehouse and just get delivered. So it's a little bit more coordinating and a lot more phone calls and emails than a typical project, but it's not that different and coming from the general contracting uh, firms that I used to work with. I've done projects across the country. So I'm yeah. just flying and driving and just making it work. And so, okay. Cause here's where I find it to be a bit of a struggle at times. And it's like, just like the stupidest thing, but like samples of things. So I, I like, ideally, would you, would you say that as a, like your firm, has like vendors that you ideally want to work with. Like if you're working with a client slash maybe a designer that is not part of your team, you might say like, okay, here are the vendors we would prefer to be working with. Mm -hmm. Like for whatever reason. So for example, this design, like this for me, they're two hours away and they have their, their vendors that they work with locally. But like when I'm trying to like source certain things, I'm going like they're saying, okay, you can go to this place in Toronto or they're looking for siding and I want to have samples with me. So it's a lot of like, okay, well, I'm sending you a picture of this, uh, the finish for the siding. And it's now I got to wait to get that sample because we need to see it in person and how it all works. So it's, it's those details that I find to be a little bit of a struggle. Like, are those similar details that you have to deal with like an eight hours away? And how do you manage so that? I, so for these ones, I am designing them. So I literally, I had all my samples put together and I put it and I literally FedEx it to them. And right. they look at it, approve it, not approve it. Here's what I'm thinking. And that's it. So they can physically, tangibly hold everything. And then I control who is installing it and when. So they're kind of not involved in that part. But if I had a designer, it would be the same thing. It would be, well, I want to use this vendor. So then I would go to them and source, but they would be doing that for me. So they would just probably send me the samples and mm-hmm. this, this is what you're going to install. Right. Take all the, you don't <laughs> ever want a contractor to interpret anything. Right. Um, Okay, I have a stupid question. These are questions that I'm asking that I think are very stupid and I'm embarrassed Why? to ask them, but I'm going to ask them. Because, yeah. hey, they're questions with relation to like um, 
renovation-based stuff, right? Yes. So, and sometimes I ask the questions and I feel like I don't get the answer that like satisfies me. So I'm just going to ask them. Okay. okay. Things, when, when people say, I'm embarrassed to ask it. When people are like, I'm doing a site visit, uh-huh. right? And I did, and, and I did one this morning. Um, and I, I, and I just went to see like, is everything going according to plan? And like, and it is the idea basically like of site visit. First of all, how often do you think once construction, like once brow, like the ground breaks and like things are starting to happen, how often do you think a designer should be doing a site visit? So if the, I call it like DEFCON. So if the project has not reached like DEFCON five, which is where you're there every other day, um, once a month. Yeah. yeah. And it's basically like, okay. And is there a part of that process that's too early? Like right now they're mm-hmm. just framing. And I feel no, you like- always look, so I always go at like at the milestone. So I go at framing cause they're probably going to do a screw inspection before they close up the wall. And you just want to make sure that they framed everything out. Right. And so you go and you literally, I mean, I don't know if you guys do, but you show up with like your plans and you sit there and you literally just kind of look up and down your plans. Or, okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. And you kind of have like a checklist and then you just are like, what's the look ahead. That's a fancy term that everyone uses. I uh, what's your look ahead look like. Uh, and then I'll tell you what next week looks like. And they'll be like, well, my look ahead is oh. I have the tile guy, this, this, and this. And they're like, okay, I'll see you when that's accomplished, then you'll come back. And yes, he just like, you look ahead. I like it. Okay. So when I'm going into like a place that's been framed, right. Mm -hmm. Am I just looking to make sure that the walls are where I expected them to be? Cause like what that, what, like, why wouldn't they be? But I guess that's the point, right? They might, they might've like, Oh, this is narrower than I expected. This is why I'm telling you, these are stupid questions. These are questions from a decorator. Who's like taking on some more reno work. Yeah crazy ridiculous seemingly obvious questions i only know what i know because i ask questions okay, when i'm good yeah I, like, sometimes I'm embarrassed to ask them and i'm like people are probably going like shouldn't you know this but I'm i see the like, only reason why companies ever promoted me because i just asked questions and learned um okay, okay. Yeah, so you're going to make sure that it is so another like that it is plumbed that it's nice and straight um oh, good. yeah the frame is not that big of a deal you literally just walk in and make sure that it's where it's supposed to be it's yeah. not obviously crooked or like three inches in and you're just kind of like yeah, yeah yeah okay so for you what are the key um okay so I just came for the I came for the framing make mm-hmm. sure things are not crazy I asked you for your look ahead huh? and then next week then you're saying monthly until it starts to become like intense stuff. So what to you are the important be on site for these things days where I'm making sure that plumbing is a big one for me. I want to make sure that the faucet is going to be where it's supposed to be, especially mm-hmm. hours, like the height. Is it in the ceiling? Is it not? Um, recessed lighting. I want to make sure that it's in a straight line. Yeah. And that yeah. once they drywall it and then you figure out it's not a straight line, you got to tear it all out. And it's just a bummer. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, just lost my train of thought. We were, um, okay. For plumbing, for example, is the idea to be there before the plumbing works and you're just talking out the plans. Like you're making sure, like, for example, even today, I, the plumbing for my house happened like last week or something. I don't know. It's all a blur. 
And then I was like, well, I'm just going to go remeasure, make sure it was per, which in theory, like it was hard because there wasn't, we knew that there was going to be some additional framing happening that hadn't done happened yet when the plumber was there. So it was a little tough to identify like centering of certain things. But anyway, and I went to measure and I'm like, this is not like what it was on my plan. So the plumbing happened. And then, so I reached out to the contractor, but is the idea to like, okay, I meet the plumber beforehand and then I'm going to talk it out and make sure he's totally crystal clear and then check the work after. So you're going to lay it out. So they're going to lay it out and you're going to be there. And then when they're laying it out is when you're going to check the plans and make sure that it's all lined up the way that you intended it to be. Laying it out means like doing the work though, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like when they prep it and they're they're going to lay it out. Like they're getting it ready. Like this is how tall the shower head's going to be from. Yeah. yeah. Got it. That's when you're there and you're like, this is what I want it to be. Because if you're not there and they do it, and then it's a whole situation to fix it. Yeah. Which happened here. Okay. <laughs> so then um, things like tile, for example, do you find that, cause I'm like trying to identify like the best placement for like a herringbone tile in my bathroom right now. But mm-hmm. realistically, it's like you, you create a plan, but sometimes like it's, you might have to kind of pivot a little loose yeah yeah it's like directionally this is what I'm thinking but I'm showing up for tiling and actually seeing you to show me where you're going to start the tile based on the pattern it's going to create and we're making decisions on the spot before the tile in in um installation actually happens and making sure that that's you know you're making sure that the tile is the right tile and that the grout's the right grout whatever but okay right ceiling um a big to know is do you need to seal it before they start grouting it or okay natural stones are really tough um yeah. i always make sure that they start the tile line depend usually it's on the bottom um and i watch them go like a third of the way and then i'll go away because i don't like to hover but at yeah. least make sure you started it right and, and i'm sorry you you're watching them lay the tile is that what you're saying just is that what you said? Yeah. Right. So I'll watch them get like a third of the way, like where they start it. So I can at least see the pattern and make sure like, okay, you got what's in my head. We'll be fine. And then I'll yeah. it Got it. Okay. Um, these are, thank you. These are good. Cause like, this is the stuff that my brain like is like, gets a little like, what are we supposed to do here? Yeah. And then you um, always have to come up with like, are we going to do bull nose? Are we going to do pencils? And I don't know until honestly I'm in the space holding the two up and I'm like, which one looks better? Okay, good. Um, yeah. So I don't have everything in sandstone either. I still kind of, I don't want to say wing it, but sometimes what's in my head and when it comes out, it's not the same or you just have to make changes based on how it's coming together. Yeah. Okay. Great to know. Um, you know who Karen Vaughn is? No. So she's like a, a Vancouver based Karen, Karen Vaughn. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Karen Vaughn. She's a Vancouver based designer. She has a YouTube channel where it's like very much about her business and stuff. And she was saying, and I liked this. She's like, you know, the reality is once you start doing things, like things change. Or you have like a light bulb will go off and you're like, yeah. Ooh. And she's like, sometimes like you're good because you're like a designer's mind and now an actual designer as well. Like, but she's like, contractors don't always like that, no, but it's true, so like, literal. You never want a contractor to interpret, to interpret anything. Cause they, it won't be good. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's also like a big, like red flag for clients that I work with who like, I might not be 
working with their contractor, but they're like, oh, well, my contractor said this. And I was like, okay, you know what? He's a builder. Let him build. Let me design. Yes. Or people who think, I have clients who think the contractor can replace the designer. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But, But I like that she said that because I do feel like myself, like, even like with furniture, you're like going into it, you're, you say, this is the floor plan I put together. Right. But sometimes once the furniture gets in, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to move it over a, on a uh, foot or, you know, whatever. So, um, so stuff like that can get a little bit, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's organic. And I always warn people that this is the layout I have, but I mean, it's not set in stone. It's yeah. Slow, and once it gets here, it's going to, it might have a life of its own. It's going to move. Exactly. And I've actually gone so far as like certain like lights, like floor lamps where, cause I've like gotten into an installation day and I'm like, well, this lamp that's sitting over here, which you can't see it. That was me. I now own the lamp. Because oh, I own those too. Don't worry. <laughs> I have a closet full of things that I now own. I know. And, and luckily I love the lamp. So it's great. But it was one of those things where I was like, well, there's too many lamps. Like, this isn't working. So now I'm a, of my mentality is like, yes. Okay, so we. she's just opened her, I think this is her inventory of Hi. pillows. Those are, yep, those are pillows that didn't work out, but now have yep. with me. And that's the thing, right? It's like, it's sometimes, like, so now I actually, where I'm like, okay, this could go either way. We're not going to get you that side table. I'm going to get us the majority. Like we're going to take it to 95% and then we're going to see how the balance feels and whether or not we need to like add another lamp, another this, another that. But rather than because the problem is with furniture, right? Like I can't return it now if I bought trade only or, you know, whatever. So I'd rather not. Kudos to people who can 100% plan a room. I can't. I have to have it like organically. I have to play around with it. and see what works and doesn't I can get it like 90% there yeah same I gotta like play and move and I don't yeah yeah okay that's also really nice to hear um I met with a designer earlier who told me some stuff that I was like this is why I talk to people is because you know nothing is always as it seems from the outside and I think it's so important that we have these conversations and talk to people so that it's like you you don't feel like less than for whatever reason or right. and I think a lot of designers are afraid of contractors or renovations and I'm like you just have to communicate it's not you'll be fine you yeah. can do it yeah um okay I wanted to go back to the um uh back to the site visits like this is again the stuff that I just want to make sure it's like one of those things where I'm like because it's two hours away for me I'm like I want to make sure that my site visits are not just like a waste of my time and their money yeah specifically right um so I know that they've just started framing electrical let's talk about electrical mm-hmm. um number one okay so this is one thing and I'm curious do you I'm sure have you do you do in with with square footage of 300 like or 3,000 I'm yeah. sure you do this in floor uh outlets and stuff right you know what I honestly haven't Okay. I don't think it's a thing in California too often or in Arizona. Well, you know what it is? It's like, so right now we're like probably going to be doing that just because we might want a lamp in a place where it's a like kind of like the living room's kind of floating and we don't want to see cords, right? Or right. for no, example, my homes, I dream of doing it. I just haven't done it yet. 
Oh, really? Well, and I mean, it might be that the build hasn't done it either, but I'm like, well, we should. Yes. So like they, they, he had the, my client has a, um, subwoofer, Uh which is like the subwoofers and, uh, and, and audio equipment. Cause my boyfriend is like all about it is like the bane of my existence as far as design is concerned. But so it was not working and it's in just the space that it needs to go in. There was really nowhere for it to go. So after a conversation with Dave, who's, who's my boyfriend, like, and knows a lot about audio, I'm like, can we put it between the two chairs? And then we have a piece of like a night, a side table built to go over it. And I was like, is that still going to be doing? Yeah. Like, is it going to do what it needs to do as a subwoofer, which is woof, I guess. Yeah. Like give them, you know, so yes. And so I'm like, great. We need an in-floor outlet then to plug it in because it's like sitting in the middle of nowhere. But now the anxiety that I have is the whole thing we just talked about, which is, I create floor plans, Uh but sometimes when you're, yeah, Yeah. so I think we create the floor plan and when I go for electrical, right, I will do a site visit at electrical. I think it's like reassessing the placement of chairs in the space, which is not often a thing that I do like normally, but then like really going, okay. And having the client be there and say like, this is where you're going to sit. Your TV is going to be this far. Like, does that feel comfortable? And we make sure we feel good about the sight lines and then we can commit to it. Even though like in theory, I've created a floor plan and I've said where it should go, but on site, I can tweak it as long as like I'm there for the electrical, right? Right. Cause you're going to lay it out and they're probably going to saw cut it and they're going to run it. And then you're going to commit to that is where the outlet goes. Yeah. It's this commitment stuff that, that I know. is it's hard. hard. Plumbing yeah. commitments. Like, I just had such anxiety about plumbing commitments in my bathroom right now. Like, I'm like, what if it's a little bit off? Oh my God. Like, I'm like, this is the shit right now that's scaring me. Because it's like technically my first renovation. Right. But then after this, you're going to feel like you can take on 10 more. You'll be fine. This is what people keep saying to me. And I'm like. You're going to get the bug once you figure out. That's what everybody keeps saying. Everything. And then you're going to be like, sign me up. It's yeah. incredible. I, I don't feel that right now. You'll get there. It'll be like here. I can manipulate a whole entire space from start to finish. And then you're just going to like crave it. Really? Yeah. That's nuts to me. So, okay. When it comes to plumbing, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to plumbing. I'm yeah. just going to ask you all these questions that I like feel stupid asking, but I feel very comfortable with you. So you, yeah. I know you're not judging me. The listeners can judge me, but I don't care. Um, no, because I suspect that some people who are like starting their own businesses and like didn't work, you know, these are probably questions they have too. Um, plumbing. Okay. So here's a few things. I have a medicine cabinet that I want to go into my wall. Recessed. There you go. Also known as recessed. Yes. And I, they have drawings and they have the information online, mm-hmm. but and I've ordered it. I just don't have it yet. So ideally, I'd like to see it and make sure what they've described in the drawing is exactly like whatever. So anyway, but then like I start mapping out and I get a little nervous. Like what if it's off a little bit? Like you've got the drywall that you have to contend with, but they have to do all of this work in the framing stages the, before. You have to doubt to print out the specs and specifications. Which we totally did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so they'll frame it and then they'll drywall it and it should literally just like pop right in. And like, 
there's no give though, right? Like you're framing it. And this is the thing that like, can we talk about how to, to alleviate my anxiety with this? And I guess this is where you can always the planning is so important. You can cut drywall like a little bit and you can kind of manipulate it and shave it and like tweak it. Um, so there's like a little bit of give, but I don't suspect that you're going to be inches and inches off because you have the spec sheets. No, 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 no. We, it'd be like half an inch if anything. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know. Shouldn't that right in. Okay. And like, um, like the, like right now, for example, the toilet has been plumbed. Like, and I'm just like so scared that like, even though I like mapped it out and stuff, like things are going to be off. But if a toilet was off, that would be a big problem though, right? Like you just can't without like spending some serious money. Right, because you're going to have to open it up and you're going to have to move it. But I mean, the toilet doesn't, like the toilet does just go on, but then you can kind of have some play with it, but not significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is basically why like you have to have every bit of thing like selected. You need... Like, and this is where like clients, like sometimes I work with clients on renovation stuff where they already have a contractor and they're in like, I want, I'm in a rush mode. And it's like contractor wants electrical information, but it's like, the problem is you really have to make the final selections, right? Like, tell me if I'm wrong. To no, like, like I always tell clients that the, the general contracting part of it, that's the, the easy part where you can kind of calm down unless you run into mold or yes or termites or whatever um the biggest part is the design development and like actually picking out all the finishes and what's going where because if you don't plan it right it comes back to bite you in the butt and then it affects the budget affects the schedule so if you can just I know it sucks and everybody's impatient if you just take your time and plan everything out it really pays off and a good designer comes in handy and they're like priceless yeah um how long do you normally like let's say you're doing a a home yeah right let's talk about this actually um you're designing a a home do you are you doing renovations mostly or new build from like ground zero um I'm doing a new build now and I'll start in a few months but mostly renovations okay you're let's do you normally do full home renovations or just like one floor at a time full home eh wow can I ask this question? What are people's budgets generally? Like so a lot of the times it's for myself because we will develop our own houses and sell them. Um, I hate the word flip, but we will flip houses as well. Oh. And so we'll full gut them. The house I'm currently sitting in, full gut. Um, usually a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. It's pretty fair. But like I'm moving walls. I'm rerunning electrical. I'm doing well, that. I think that's pretty good for a full house. But yeah. Also, like you're you're being like budget conscious. I would assume for flips, like on your selections, you're like keeping it like in check to some degree. Because yeah. Like- so so my kind of niche with because I do sell them. So my niche is because I kind of have the relationships with vendors. Um, I try not to make it look like a bad flip that has like the stigma of look at that or like the yeah. ninety nine pile. So I don't do that. I go a little bit more expensive, but I don't break the bank, and I am conscious of it. Um, but that's kind of my niche is it's cheaper stuff, but it doesn't look cheap. Yeah. 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 No, I'm all about that life right now. Um, so how long, okay, let's pretend though, you weren't doing it for yourself. Um, how long, if you were doing a full home renovation, Uh would it take you to design that? 
So I, the one I just did, which is not for myself, um, that one is about, I think it's a thousand square feet. I think it took me maybe 30 hours, 40. Can we translate that into weeks? Like you, about, you started, the, what's that? About a week, but I, I feel like I'm unique because I kind of bang them out because I've been doing it for so long. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, so I think about a week. So I make a specification sheet, um, which is Let's like my- talk skin. about the specification sheet because right now, I, another thing that overwhelms me is the best way to communicate information to the build company, right? In a way that's straightforward. Um, and so what is your, what is the key information on the specification sheet? And like, how do you format that? Do you want me to show you? Yeah. And then we'll describe it though. Cause nobody else will see it. <laughs> Let me show you. How do I share? Okay. Oh, okay. What you can do is on the bottom, there's a little uh, button that's pointing up. It says share. And yeah. probably if you click that, and then it'll give you the option, I assume, to uh, share yeah, your desktop. Perfect. Okay. All here. right. I'm going to screenshot this, just so you know. Yeah. Well, I don't want to share my mailbox, because that's not fun. Here, let's see. Your what? Oh, I have to open it first. Okay, cool. I got this. Here Thank we go. You. By the way, thanks for putting the shirt on. Dude, my morning... I was like, wait, it's now, it's not now, I don't know, the medicine is kicked in, I'm a little high, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, I was also like made it, probably was confusing, I'm like, I haven't, you probably thought it meant like, I'm waiting for you on the line, yeah, I, like, I didn't want you to think like, okay, I haven't heard from her, like, what the hell? I yelled, I was like, get the kids dressed, we gotta go. It's, it's funny because like, I, like I do this, right, and I feel like I should start by saying to people like, look, this is a passion project, it's not a well-oiled machine, you're gonna get information when you get it and I'm really sorry but no you're fine I just it was funny and my yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying it was like 11 o'clock a.m when I called when you got on this call where you are yeah so it's, right now it's 11 45 oh it's almost 3 p.m here so I feel like Toronto is so I used, I used to live in New York I feel like you're on that side of the coast yes it's very similar climate so you lived in New York for a bit. I did. I mean, okay. So what? What you do you like living where you live? Like, I mean, I'd rather My live favorite? in a warmer climate. Yeah. What's your fave? My favorite is uh, Los Angeles. Oh my goodness! So I went to visit um, Dave's brother. He used to go to school there, mm-hmm. and um, went to visit. I got a little glimpse of Lindsay Lowen. Oh, she was there for a deposition. We were staying in San, um, Santa Monica and we, like, so Dave's parents, it was like a family vacation. Dave's parents like rented out like this house in Santa Monica. So we were always like walking down Venice beach and on our way back one day, there was like a little gathering of people and there was like kids and shit. And it was like, Oh, Lindsay Lowen's here for a deposition and we're waiting for it. And I like, I think we waited for an hour and a half. <laughs> And I made Dave wait with me and he fully did. And then there was like this big bouncer dude who like walking up to us. He was huge. And he like looked at me and he's like, when Lindsay comes out, you will not rush her. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not going to rush Lindsay. Like we used to run into people like Trader Joe's and it's just like, like who, who did you see? Who, who did you get to see in real life? Uh, Emma, what is her name? Thompson. Emma, Emma Thompson. No, the one with the big mouth and her aunt is... Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. I know. 
I yes. know that one. Don't yeah, know. we see it all the time at the Rose Bowl. Really? That's crazy and awesome. Yeah. Okay, we, well, let's go. Okay, so this is your, so she is showing me her sex sheet, and it's an Excel, and talk yes. to me. Tell me all the things. So you have, like, it's so simple. You just break it down, like, what it is. Yeah. And then I always include an image. I like that. Because otherwise, I will just forget. Uh, so I include everything that you can possibly think of. Uh-huh. And then I also have always the quantity, like the count. Yep. How much it costs. And then I have it hidden and I can't figure out how to get it to unhide. But I always have the link of how I can find it to go purchase it when I need to. And this is still kind of a new one. Um, but this is what you would hand over to me, the contractor. So I would go. So like it would also say like space or whatever yeah so I the contractor just got this from you and I would say okay well that's her this is the paint this is like p1 this is where it's gonna go on these walls it's literally leaving no guesswork is what the spec sheet does so there's no interpretation there's no guessing this will say entry door one then it'll say front door like oh that's where that goes um ceiling pants yes says living room yeah. So like they know goes in the living room, kitchen pin pull, like every single thing you can think of. It's literally like you're talking to someone who has no idea what they're doing on a piece of paper and you're not insulting them. Like this is what we expect and you'll have every detail you can think of. Amazing. And, um, so you don't use like any external tools, like for managing any of this, like Ivy or other maybe more contractor based. So I have Ivy. Um, which I use for my design stuff. Ivy is not built very well for spec sheets. I did a few in there and it was just more trouble than it was worth. Uh, I use Folio to do big, big uh, spec sheets. Um, What's Folio? So you can clip things. It's kind of like Ivy, but it's geared towards contractors and remodelers. Okay. You can click images on the web like you can on Ivy, tell it what room it's going in, but then secretly through like internally you can also have the link of when you purchased it and it'll track when you bought it where it's at shipping wise when it got delivered so then you can stand there on delivery day and check everything off um and then it's with me when i go to site visits and i just make sure like okay the door is what the door should be okay this is where it should be yeah just walk through and yeah so the spec sheet is literally something that you make to hand to the contractors that say, this is my design intent. Here's all the details. And it makes it really clear for them. Got it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I need to start building this out right now as I, we're making some final selections for the new build project that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, but it does get very over, it becomes very overwhelming. Like how long would, would you say it takes you to put that together for a whole house? I mean, it's a lot. Probably like a week. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean like the design work though, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, okay. What's I check sheet as I'm doing the design work because I've already learned that you will do twice as much work if you don't do it concurrently. Um, so if you're going to snap that image, just keep it and then put in your Excel sheet. And then if, it's, if in your head, you know where it goes. So just put in the Excel sheet and put entry door. Right. Um, so when you're presenting to clients, like if you're doing, you're working, like you're not doing your own flip because obviously you are your own client there. How do you, what's your process like for like 
floor planning to like, you know, the, whatever you're going to do in the home down to like the final selections. Like what does your process look like? So I always have, so I have two meetings. So I go for one and we kind of just chat and look at photos like inspiration so I can kind of gauge their like style. I'll give them a private Pinterest board, hand a bunch of stuff so I can see what you're looking at. I'll meet again. I'll show you my like rough ideas of selections to kind of get like a feeler for it. It won't be set in stone. And then once like I have your Pinterest board and then I have my, I'll bring like two or three or four options of tile or flooring. And I kind of get a feel for it. If you like the lighter versus the dark, like I'll put a spectrum. Okay. And I'll go back and then the floor plans I'll have, I'll take measurements on site. I'll have those uh, drawn up. And then I'll come back and I'll with like a final presentation that this is the tile for the bathroom. This is the hardware for the shower. This is the kitchen. And I'll walk them through and they'll just say, yes, no, yes, no. I'll also send it online so that they can literally look at everything. And then I'm big on signatures because everyone has amnesia. Yeah. Magically. And it's like, no, we did decide on this. That's right, because there's like time that passes, right? Between... And I can't just go grab it. It's like the biggest thing is communication. So here's the packet. You'll approve it. We'll sign it off because then everything has a lead time and I got to get going and I got to pull triggers. And then as the contractor, because the designer orders a floor, the contractor has to know the lead time because I got to get the floor prepped. Then I got to pick up the floor. The floor has to acclimate. Then I got to install the floor. So it's all has to flow nicely. Um, So the sooner you can pick your selections, the better. So I always tell people that. So we pick our selections I kind of mock up a timeline of what needs to happen and when, and then we just start pulling triggers and installing. Okay. So that first meeting you were talking about that, is that like your consultation? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're okay. So do you, if you're doing a project where you're doing renovation and furnishing, are you attacking both of those things at once? Yes. So I attack them both at once, but I just have separate meetings to keep it all separate. Okay. Because otherwise it just starts to get too... It's too much, right? Yeah, it's just too much. So I always focus on the construction and like let's set the hard finishes and get that going because that's going to take longer, longer lead times. Then we'll at least know what we're working with in the space. Then we can furnish it. Because if you just... You can't pick out a couch and tile. People just start to get all yeah. wonky. Even me, I'm like... Yeah. Um, so in your consultation... And your consultations are like about renovation. So you go in and it, what, so let's, I'm going to get you to like, just say specific, like you go in for your consultation, you tour the space, you talk about like what they're thinking, like, tell us what your consultation looks like. I know you said a little bit, but I'm going to just get you to be even more. Yeah. So I'll walk through every room, whatever they're thinking of renovating. And I'll just ask questions like, is your vanity going to be floating? Is it going to be a standstill? Is there going to be a double seek? what is your faucet? Are they going to come out of the wall? Are they going to come from the vanity? Okay. Your shower. Are you, do you want the shower head to come from the ceiling? Is it going to come from a wall? Do you want two? Do you want a steam shower? And I kind of ask questions that people may not think to ask, but I need to know because if you want a floating vanity, then I got to open the wall and I got to put back. So I just kind of, I know three steps down. So I walk through your space. (laughs) You tell me what you like. And if you're like, I like this, I start to ask you questions. Why? And I'll break it down. Like, well, see how that vanity is floating. Is that what you like about it? And like, I like the Harry tile. Okay. Do you like the shape of the tile or the color of the tile? I just walk them through every. And so you're like, you're looking at inspiration during the consultation. That yeah, they- I mean, why not? If they have a whole, I'm sure it's like in your haircut. I like this, this, and this. And can you do this? It's yeah. Pretty- 
standard. Okay. So then from there, you have a scope of work and then you give them a proposal. Like what is your, what is, what does it look like from consultation to project kickoff? Cause at some point they assume they have to sign like right. a proposal. Right? So I, so then I go back and I take, I take really good notes. So I go back and I say, okay, they yeah. want a kitchen and a bathroom model. Okay. I'll put down how much time I think it's going to take me to design the space. And I'll give them that as like a piece of the puzzle. But then I'll also tell them that I can't give you a final bid until I have the trades in. Cause I don't want to speak for the child. I mean, I could, but then I don't want to come back to bite me in the butt. And the child guy's like, Hey, it's more. Um, so then I bring, I'll have another meeting. I'll bring the trades people with me. And that's the tile guy. That's a floor guy. That's a drywall guy. Whoever it may be, they'll kind of, they'll go back to their offices. They'll give me their bid. I kind of put it all together, and then I say, "Here's your final number that you're looking at." Okay. Yes. Sir. Um, and if they say no, then you know, obviously, that happens. Um, but if they say yes, then we start to say, "Okay, here's your deposit to kind of hold us and the team." And then once we have the deposit, is when I come back for another meeting and where we actually start to pick out finishes. Like I will bring everything that I thought they would like and we'll just kind of whittle it down to okay so that so that's almost like that's meeting two Mm -hmm. and it's not it's you're coming you've already had some preliminary conversations so you kind of know and you're coming with like a white bathroom with yeah yeah so then I identified that a little bit in the right the first spots like okay you like light and bright and you like airy and you like this and then I'm going to come to you with a packet of a couple choices and then we're going to narrow it down and you're going to make your selections. When you say you're going to make it like you're actually showing them tile that I might do, be the yeah, final sorry. selection. Yeah. Cause I feel like she's going to, she's going to show me her kit. I think this is, this is the things I like to know. I, man, can I tell you what I don't like about renovations right now? Hmm. Schlepping around tiles and samples. It's a freaking pain in my butt. I I know. What's your strategy? Do you got a little caddy, a little trolley that you carry around? Like what's your have no, I have a tote. Um that was given to me free for architectural digest that I just fill up. Um and then I have it's so heavy. Yeah, so I try to go early or have people come to my office and I have like clear acrylic tubs and yeah. I each room has its own so I put everything in there and then I'm like here's your living room here's your bathroom yeah so that's what I do but yeah I bring stuff with me because it's people are so so do you like have like have you gone out to a, like a, a showroom and grabbed some tiles that you think are the best tiles yes. for the project and then you go to your second presentation is your second meeting yeah so if I I mean now I'm at the point where I have my go-to tiles and they're all in my cabinet and I just sure. grab pink and I go. Um, but yeah, so I already have, and then I only have a handful. There's like three companies I like and yeah, that makes it easy. tiles and colors that were covered. We're fine. Um, okay. What about drawings? Like, okay, you go to the pre- presentation or uh, meeting two with tile, but what about like, is, are you showing them tile before you're showing them drawings? Yes. Cause the drawings take a little bit of time just to, make happen so I'll just keep the ball rolling and I know the drawings are in the works and the drawings aren't going to change the tile selections if you pick like a herringbone or a hexagon tile it's not going to affect the plans so I'll at least just keep the ball rolling and just keep going with finishes 
Okay. And not everyone needs plans. Not every renovation has to have plans drawn up. That's just like the big moving walls and the big undertakings. But if I'm just doing your bathroom, I'll do renderings. But if I don't have to submit anything to the city, then I just keep the drawings really basic. Right. Okay. So you show them tiles and they're like, yeah, that's all good. And so you never necessarily meet clients in a showroom. No, not really. I like to kind of go to their house. If we're going to renovate the space. I want you to see what it looks like in the space. Um, it's almost like I just bring everything to you. I feel like it's just easier. I mean, for them, yeah. Yeah. And you're just schlepping that stuff around. Yeah, if you yeah. have 10 rooms, you got 10 trays. Just getting my steps in, the cardio. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing right now for me, which is the most annoying, especially like those tiles you just showed me were just like teeny tiny. But you know when you're dealing with like, 12 by 24s like that is like the worst yeah at least that guy folds in half but like then I have or sometimes like the flooring you know like the big flooring boards like it's just my like I can't deal it just and I don't ever just bring one I bring like five because I want to see what it looks like when you totally pick flooring out of just one like you got to visualize it 100% 100% for sure. Yeah, I'm just like, I feel like the old, like 1950s vacuum cleaner guy, like it rolls up like, hey. No, <laughs> no, like, okay, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, okay. So this is interesting because I've never heard anybody approach it this way. So I love hearing different ways that people do it. So then you do the tile the next meeting. And then is the third meeting, like now I'm going to show you drawings if it's a project that yes. needs drawings. Yeah, that is like, here is your drawings. Here are your renderings. Here's everything that we picked. Here's the, like it's like the full package, and here's your start date and how long it's going to take. Got it. And um, so you must do a little bit of like furniture floor planning though early on, even if you're not picking, because you want to know what you're doing right. in there. Yeah, okay. right. Exactly. Like I don't want to put your like if you're having me do your lighting, I want to know where your dining room table sits, and I want to know where your couch is. I don't want to put a chandelier or a pendant light, and it's yeah. awkward for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Is there any other part of the process that you do um, that we didn't talk about and I didn't ask about? Like, so we go, you, and then you get the final sign off on all the things. So, okay, so sorry, you did the, showed the tile, then I show the drawings. Do you show drawings? And then another meeting would be like, now I'm going to show you the actual light fixtures and the floor like whatever I don't know what else but like do you or do you do drawings and other additional selections at the same time and that I try to do at the same time while I have everyone focused um just to consolidate like here's what we're gonna do your kitchen we're gonna like add lighting here's the sconces we're gonna add use like sconce one two or three and I try to knock it all out at once and do you ever find like for floor plans? Cause sometimes, so for me, I've been like, okay, I think I'm going to try to get the floor plan bought in first. Cause like the floor plan drives everything. Right. And right. right. So, um, do you ever have like, do you ever need to show like, you're like, I'm torn between two floor plans, but I want the client to make the decision in which case, like you're not going to maybe go too deep because the different floor plans might drive different types of selections. So how would you approach something like that? Right. Um, I kind of would just get in there early and just here's the floor plans. Here's the pro and con for each and see what they're leaning towards. And then I'll just go down the rabbit hole. Okay. So basically it's kind of like, okay, if you start doing the work and then you're like, okay, I feel like there's a very straightforward floor plan. And like, this is the one that we're going to do. I'm going to keep going. Then I'm going to keep right. pulling things. And by that point you got to know your client well enough. Like how particular do you find your clients can get about things like lighting? Like I find cl- clients can get, 
really picky about things like that. And how do you manage that? Or do you just find it super easy? Like I show them this and they like it. No, I feel like, no, everyone has these like great ideas or they're so picky, not knowing what it, it entails. And you're like, but that has to have a J box and you don't have that. Or we have to have a higher ceiling to do what you want to do. I just kind of smile. My biggest thing is just trying to educate people. I can't get upset. They don't know. Yeah. Um, let me educate you as to why your decision might not be the best. And if you still really want it, I'll do it. It's whatever you want at the end of the day. But I always just try to educate and kind of lean them to the direction that makes the most sense for their space and what they had to work with. Right. Because sometimes too, it's literally just an aesthetic thing, right? It's not like you right. can like you can or you can't, but it's like, well, I'm showing you this, but you're like, oh, I don't like those kind of lights, but you like, you know, but they're like, I like this, but in theory it could work. Would you just kind of like, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not my space. I try to like remove myself if I can. Uh, That's hard. It is. And then I'll, I honestly, if I had to get creative, I'm like, well, I just won't photograph that corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Smarty pants. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Is there, yeah. Is there anything else about your process for the construction thing that we didn't talk about that you think is important? Mindful planning. So I have like a tip PDF thing that I give people. Um, that kind of gives them like an FYI because everyone hates the contractors. Yeah. We're messy. We create chaos. We're late. Everyone hates us. So I kind of just try to do like a, it's like a seven tips and it's a whole, like the water may need to be shut off depending on what we're doing. We'll give you plenty of uh, excuse the mess. We're going to tape off the, um, the rooms and we're going to leave daily cleaning. Don't worry. Keep your eye on the prize. It's kind of like an uplifting like I call it like the sandwich. Like I'm going to give you some bad info that could happen. Then I'm going to give you some great info. <laughs> we're going to final cleaning at the end and we're going to get there. But yeah, like a seven tips of sometimes things become backordered and I can't do it. Sometimes the tradesmen may not show up for a day or two, or I don't control the city inspectors and they may not show up when we want them to. And I can't continue work without approval. Um, so I just try to head off people's anxiety and, yeah with our pitchforks totally and it's so true like it's always about managing expectations and the truth is like what we do comes with a lot of crap that goes wrong and and we can't always control it and i would love to have everything go as planned um but that's just not the nature of this business no and also like having living through this renovation now i think is really good for me because it helps give me empathy Yes. To what uh, this feels like. With, we literally moved in with a um, ram board on the floor and no doorknobs and no doors for a while. I get it. I get, I'm always like, I get what you're the undertaking that and I'm going to try to minimize the impact. But the truth is it's going to get ugly before it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and follow you on Instagram, all the good things. All the fun stuff. So you can find me on Instagram at Casher, Casher Studio. Uh, Facebook, I'm there too. It's not very happening, but it's there too. It's not a happening place, Facebook anymore, is it? It's not. I'm just, I'm just lazy. I'm only one person. So you can hang out. I'm on Instagram. Find me. I'll say hi. Um, my website is Casher. MGMT is the cash management.com. Amazing. And also I'm going to respond to what you just said. Like 
you know, you're only one person. Like, I think a lot of us need to be a little less hard on ourselves because I'm really good at being like, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. But it's like, you know what? Either just pick a few things and do it well. Otherwise, you're just doing a bunch of shit really badly. And there's no point of doing that. No. And then you just, you know, it's just too much. Exactly. So we're fine. We don't need to be doing it all. It's all good. All right, lady. Yay. Have a good weekend. You too. Feel better. I know. You know, know. ride out that that day quill as long as you can, you know? Yes. Do what you got to do. Got to take care of yourself. All right. Have an awesome weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.